0: Welcome to the Known Legacy podcast, by dads, for dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis.
1: That's all I can do. I can't really do too much more. My friend and yours, Melvin Adams from the Harlem Globetrotters.
2: Hey, everybody!
1: Did that sound good enough? was it like ah, I love you.
2: sounded smooth. Hey, if you're driving, man, you need to watch and listen to Known Legacy. It's like the, if you want to be the best husband you could be, if you're struggling to be. A it's gonna man, be a commercial. You need a. Here's the twenty I, out I promised you to say that. Thank you very much, Melvin. No, that's from the heart, man. Just for me and out there. You, you want to grow in your walk, Known Legacy, baby.
1: Well, I just think you're pretty amazing. So it's it is kind of like a, uh, you know, a little. I guess a song comes up. A little ebony and ivory together in perfect harmony. See, I can't do it because my voice is gone. He is
2: black and I am white. He is blind as a bat and I have sight. We just went SNL. On we him. just
1: definitely went SNL. Yeah. Man, I miss you. <laughs> Oh, people, you're going to love, you're going to love, you know, we, uh, we're excited about what God is doing, and I want to just kind of throw this at you and share a little story from my friend Melvin, who is a, you know, also, you know, he, he's done a lot of great things, but more importantly, he's an amazing father, and so I'd love him to share his story and kind of share a little bit of his heart and kind of where he's at and what you do, share, share, share who you are, my friend.
2: Well, my name is Melvin from Houston, you know, my dad was, uh, was a cop, my dad was really abusive, uh, grew up in an abusive home. Mom never told me she loved me. If I got an 89, she'd cuss me out. Should have got a 90. Got a 90, cuss me out. Should have got 91. Got 100. She wouldn't say nothing because that's what I should have got. Grew up in poverty. We were so broke. If you tried to rob us, you'd be practicing. Uh, so I grew up with a with a dad that was abusive. Mom never told me she loved me. Going to school every day. I'm not day. laughing at you. You this got If you so hold funny. it in, you're going to fart. You got to let it out. So I'm going to school every day thinking about suicide because I'm looking for love. My, But there are two people who, like you guys, that just do what you do on purpose with a purpose. My high school principal told me I was awesome. She told me I was amazing, and I went from making all F's to being on an honor roll, to being the first one to graduate from college with my family. My high school coach is cool. simple. We make life so hard. Life's so simple. The simple things. Yeah. My high school coach took me out of the environment I was in, took me to a really nice area and told me that I could live in a house like that. And I started dreaming. So a lot of times we always think it's the the big things, but it's the simple things. It's yeah. the simple things that really matter the most to know that, that you're loved. And, you know, we don't have to be people on here with the Bible. Just we make life so hard. It's so simple. Tell you love. Them.
1: That's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, so tell me now, so you, you travel around, you speak all over the place. I know, I know we've spoken together and, but then you, you go and impact the world. Uh, you know, and so, so I'd love to hear kind of kind of what you do there because I know that we've had some stories in the, in the past of people that you've been able to impact and speak life into. But even beyond being being that, that Melvin, you know, share a little about who
2: you are at home and, and your kids and your life and your family. Sweet. Well, I, I travel the world speaking in schools and tell you a real quick story. I went to Dallas, this little girl, went to the school, the principal. I asked, Was there anybody who need to be motivated? She said, I'm gonna let you figure that out. So I kinda use celebrity names to build kids up. Get this little girl, I do like globe to tricks. I'm spinning the ball on the girl's finger and I'm asking her, Why did I pick you? And she goes, Why I said, because I love you and, and I put the ball on the finger again. I go, why did I pick you? She goes, because you love me. And I get there again, and then I go, do you love me? And of course, she smiles. Got more teeth in the dentist. She's pumped up. And um, the kids go to class. The principal comes out, and the principal's like uh, tears. I mean, boogers and snot was everywhere. I was going to hug her, but I didn't want that on my arm. She heart. was ugly crying? She was ugly crying. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah, she, we've she, been she, there. You know I know what, what that, that is. Yeah, you absolutely. like black these, you know, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> So she goes, uh, how did you know to pick that girl? And go, because she looked like Dora, you know, swiping, no swiping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so she goes, uh, that girl is going to fail third grade for the second year in a row. She's missed 18 days of school. Are you kidding me? And I said, can I go to her class? And it's Someone says if the spirit was up to something. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's always working. Always. So we, we go to her class. She comes out, tears in her eyes. She said, you said more positive words to me in four minutes. And my mom and dad said my whole life. Uh, oh she digs in her pocket, pulls out a note, thought it was her Instagram name. It was her suicide note for that night. And You're so kidding me. But even in the midst of that story is is impacting that may be. If I could reach that girl at that school and I can't reach my two sons and my wife at home, right everything that I'm saying is a joke. Right. Because we we hear that, especially workaholics. Right. Especially celebrated in our culture. Yeah. Man, we love workaholics
0: and we pour into them and we celebrate them and it destroys and it leaves a wake
2: of brokenness and it's it, it, behind it. Yeah, you know, we have uh, uh, Rice, uh, the running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Right. Uh, When he was a little boy, didn't have a father in his life. But nobody talked about that. They just said, just keep running the ball. You can make a lot of money. In 30 seconds on the elevator, ended his whole career what could have been dealt with when he was a kid because he didn't have a father speaking in his life that would help his grandchildren. That's so true. Like, bill talked about so So let me ask you a question so
0: you have this this great divide between the house that you were raised in the the environment that you were raised in and kind of the legacy that was given to you but now this legacy that you're trying to live out what bridged that for you what was the epiphany what was the waking up point like why are you so
2: different today than the legacy that was given you back in the day well you know i think a lot of times we're always searching for the answers, when the answers are right in our face. We make life so hard. Men think I gotta work more, get my wife more diamonds, but reality is they just want you to spend more time with them and just listen. But that's too simple. Just like Jesus was telling the Pharisees, all you gotta do is believe, but they're looking for all this deep spiritual, it's right in your face. But we're so clouded by social media and things that we can't see simple things that's right in our face and yeah. we make life so hard, when life is so easy. Cause we think too much, it's that simple. And so for me, uh, I find, I just started looking. I was looking for what I didn't have. Uh, and I found a, a, a guy that would come to Denny's. I worked at Denny's. He would come in with his wife. They were holding hands. They were switching straws. He would blow her kisses. She caught him. I'm like, man, this is amazing. So I went to this guy, humbled myself, because most men were prideful. And I said, teach me how to be a man. And this, this white guy start at, told me to come to his house. I went to his house every weekend. And I would watch him with his wife and his family, and things sometimes we take for granted other kids have never seen. We never ate together as a family. You know what I mean? So I'm seeing this white couple eating together, and I'm like, man, they kiss their dogs in the lips, they pay their bills on time. I'm like, wow, I need to be white. You know what I mean? I just went incognito right there on you. And so I just I watched it. I watched it, man, and so I started implementing that in my own life. My family, we eat together as a family, and that's especially in the black in the Hispanic community, you know, Daddy said three, Mommy said four. There's no family time, and that's why they, we have no legacy that we leave behind, and so we're just surviving, trying to live each day in the moment, not preparing for the future. Ooh,
1: I like that. You know, I, I remember one time we were talking, and you shared what you do when you're home, when you're not out traveling, what you do for your family at home. Can you share a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, for me, well, my boys are older now, but but now you know, I used to get up at five. Um, and I would make breakfast for my wife. Yeah. Take it to her room, shut the door, because my wife's not a morning person. And then I would make breakfast for my boys. My wife would pick out the clothes on on that that week, and then I would iron. I would you know iron them, and press them out. Not good, but I would you know, try to do it. You do the and best then, you can. Right? Yeah. And then I do lunch like once a week, twice a week with my sons at school. Uh, at every practice, I do the scoreboard. I do the books. That's good. Cool. Uh, but also, me and my wife date twice a week. And I think my really? boys need to see uh, what what a man he is, because like I said, they see they see their dad. Man, he's going around the world, but they know that the dad loves them more than what he does. Mm. Because I mean, if if I could reach the whole world, like I said, and I can't reach my family, then everything I'm saying on this podcast is a joke, and my life is a joke.
1: So, so I'd say successful basketball career, um, dashingly handsome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Um, uh, What do you You know I I guess I'm even looking I'm going I'm kind of Thinking through this because I I know that you've got these in Your heart and so What is your goal for Like Grandpa Melvin Like what is your goal for Grandpa Melvin
2: Grandpa Melvin man if I start crying here Don't judge me but you know um, We were just talking on our way driving here I Met a young man who had a 99 Year sentence Mm -hmm. His, um, Of course he didn't have a father To teach him how to be a dad and his son is in – he brought his son into in my life. Yeah. So I've been having a son come out, practice with the team. And um, he asked these questions like, what do you do with your sons? Like, the questions you're asking. What do you do? Because he'd never seen that before. And so – you know, we're we're going to the practice and we're I'm putting some gas in this car and, and he's saying stuff to my sons and he's looking at him like, Man, do y'all know what y'all have? And I think, you know, my boys are growing up with a father in their life. Yeah. yeah. So they don't understand about me growing up with no dad. no idea, yeah. And I'm just like I'm watching that man and I'm and I'm driving up here to Fort Worth and I'm thinking, man, you know, like my kids, my children's children's children will be faithful to their wives because yeah. of what their great-great-great-grandfather did, and stop the cycle of my dad and my dad's dad and his dad's dad. And you can break the cycle. And you may be listening today going, how can I break it? I, I came to tell you that you can, but you have to be willing to work and you have to be willing to find people, humble ourselves, find people that um, can teach you some things and be willing to listen uh, to, you know, what they're teaching you. And then you you can do it. <laughs>
0: No, I I, I want to go back to the, the the moment at Denny's back when you were at Denny's and you're working at Denny's. You're trying to make ends meet. Something stir- was that the first time they were in there, or did they return to that same Denny's over and over again?
2: And kind of like tell me about that. See, one thing about me, like I don't, I'm not moved by when I see a person do one time. I, I have to watch consistency, cause anybody can fake the funk. in Absolutely. Your face. So I watched this guy for three months. For three months, they came every day. They got they got one plate, one an extra plate, and they ordered one meal, and they would share it. And I was like, "Was blown. it moons over my hammy?" That's a white dish, but I <laughs> probably was uh, moons over. <laughs> no, it was what? no. <laughs> they got a veggie omelet. No, no, no that oh. ain't veggie omelet. Yeah, and I was just blown away by that because I never, I yeah, never who saw wants
0: ma- veggies in an
2: omelet. Really, you know I, mean? I was blown yeah. away by that. Yeah, and I'm a little offended. I
1: really liked moons over my hammy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's gonna be honest with you.
2: I love it. I love it. It's my it. favorite dish. It's good, dude. I love moons over Miami. Moons over Miami. Miami. So,
0: anyways, so there they are. They're doing it consistently, and and something stir, like stirs you to the point of saying, "I'm gonna inject myself into this awkward moment, this relationship, and see what happens." Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess my my I, I guess my my point is, um, if you're a guy who comes from a legacy that that's healthy and is good, and you're doing the right things with your kids, don't be surprised when God raises you up, not maybe on a national stage, but in a Denny's restaurant to become an influence to someone else. And here's the deal. There's a lot of kids in our world today that need the handful or multitude of dads that are figuring it out and doing it right to step out of just their family to be a mentor, to be someone to love and care for the, for the kids in their neighborhood, in their community, that are desperate for something like that. Would you agree?
2: Oh, yeah, that, that's so true. You know, we it all starts at the home. But, you know, you have so many people, especially in the church, that are really good on stage but are horrible at home. Right. Yeah. And so priorities are just all out. And so your kids are striving and struggling for love and attention. And, again, it's not we always look at money because that's what we think but it's just spend time with me, read a book, watch some funny stuff on Snapchat. Like we we're always looking for big, big car, big house. And it's just, if that's the case, Jesus would've came back in the Bugatti. He came back <laughs> on a donkey. We get caught up in all of this and it's, and it's right in our face, but we yeah. went far left. He, he, he didn't come rich. He came broke, yeah. you know, uh, his money, his chains was strange and his money was funny. But somehow we twitch that, and we always think, I don't got enough money to spend time with kids. Just spend time with them.
0: Dude, and, and you're nailing it because we love to focus on the words of Christ and what he said. Yeah. We absolutely overlook what he did. And what did he do? He would take time to invest, first off, in those 12 guys. Three years, investing in those 12 guys, mentoring them, teaching them what the kingdom of God is really like, not what they had been taught, not what they assumed, but like, no, this is what it is. Blind people, they get sight. The death, they start to hear. Lepers, they get healed. Like life is different because of that stuff. Um, and 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 not only that, what did you see again and again and again with Jesus and his actions? He ate meals. He ate meals. Zacchaeus, come down. I'm having dinner at your place tonight. Z, you know, hey, yo, we're gonna have dinner together because we're gonna talk about stuff. The last meal that the last thing he does with his disciples before all hell breaks loose. We're going to have a meal together. We're going to celebrate something that's been celebrated for 1,500 years in my culture, the Passover. We're going to have a meal together. And I think that's one of the things that you have mentioned over and over again. Mealtime with your kids. Mealtime with your wife. You're the one making that mealtime happen. And, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Interruption here. Jesus hangs out with a, with a hooker. At the well. He spends time with her. you know, And then it's like, hey, let's have a meal together. And so over and over again, and I think that's something that you're hitting on. And to think about your transformative moment happened by two people having a meal together and were open. When you approached them and said, teach me something, they were open to go down that road and be faithful and follow. That's crazy. And I think we often overlook the power of meals in our culture.
2: You know, you, that story was cool because, you know, the, the women would normally come early in the day because it was hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'd get their water for food and clothing. But this lady came late in the day because she was a hooker. And those other women probably were uh, big people in the church. And they were gossiping. And they were evil to her. They, you uh, yeah, know. No, you, oh, they yeah. looked at her and they judged Haterade, her. Oh. <laughs> watching Hater Vision. graduating Graduated Absolutely. from Hater High School. You, you know? know it, but here, but see, the cool thing about that, Jesus didn't quote Bible verses. He didn't take them through Thessalonians. No. He said, "Give your boy a doctor Pepper." She said, "You know your people don't talk about people." He said, "That's what you tell your husband." She said, "How do you know? Well, you, you've been married three times, or one." And he went right into character, not yeah. into biblical, not into songs, not into, not into knowledge. He just met her. with, And yeah. I think church, we're so spiritually goofy, we're church goofy. We don't we think like Jesus, but that comes into the performing. Yeah. If I yeah. if I don't say his name, he gonna hate me. We really don't. Before Jesus did anything, his dad said, "I love you. I'm proud of you, and you're my son." This was before he healed anybody, walked on water, and so we got to get out of that mode of thinking that we got to do all this stuff and somehow God's gonna be impressed. You need to know God is proud of you anyway, and that takes all this pressure off performing and trying to be something we're not and we're not, and just be just sim- simplify life. Simplify yeah. life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like.
1: It's a lot easier, you know. I love it. You keep talking about humble yourself, and you know there, there's two sides. Of it. I think one side is is deal with your pride and humble yourself, ask for help. But then the other side of that pride, maybe it's something that we can speak into, is don't think that you're not valuable enough for someone to for for someone that needs you to speak into their life. Like like don't believe that your value is only to receive, but also to give. God's made us to be a channel. For his goodness, and so, so I'm loving seeing that because I feel like I see some some value in the fact that you said, you know, humble yourself, deal with your pride. Listen, you don't you don't have to have it together right now. Seek someone out. Go and get the someone eating the moons over my hammy, and talk to them, and then from there, be an example to others.
0: Absolutely, and I would say don't buy the lie that influence from a distance is the same as intimate influence. And that's what the pastors fall into that we've talked about in the previous podcast is I'm influencing people from a microphone, from a stage, from a distance, from a podcast or whatever. And so I'm doing such a good job. Let me pat myself on the back. And we can lie to ourselves and say that's more important than the intimate influence we have with the people right in front of us, the people around our dinner table or our breakfast table or the people at Denny's. Yeah,
2: And that that's, you know, I, I'm I'm hearing. I, I feel like sometimes, man, like we. uh What you were just saying is, it's the it's the simple. Like again, we go back to the to the to the simple things. Like you know, if 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 we can't reach our own like home, like then why would God want to take us to these levels? Like if we can't be faithful with twenty dollars, but we keep asking God to give us forty, like it's it's the simple. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like we don't know how to. We pray for food. We don't know how to give a good tip. We Men who know the Bible but don't notice when their wives get their hair done and then wonder why she on Facebook talking to another dude. And then we, we're so – she's not giving us respect or hooking us up. Now, our right arm looking like Popeye, and we're just men floating around hurting – because we got this thing all twisted and wrong. And so the, yeah. the the bottom, and you know, women, you know, you got, you're coming into the relationship with baggage, wives have their father issues, dad have their issues, and you got two broken people that are just hurting and she's building up walls and you walking around like Jericho blowing your horn and, you know what I mean? And, it, you know, and it takes time. You got to walk with people in the midst of what they're going through. Um, and then you just got, like I said, you got a. You God is looking for fat people, faithful, available, and teachable. Now my wife is fat, PHAT, pretty hot and tempting. <laughs> yoga pants.
1: <laughs> we, we actually have a whole one on yoga pants. So, <laughs> but they're four wives only. So that's perfect. That's <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I, I I love that you said that faithful, available, teachable. But I but I think even is, even as I'm thinking about this, like um, you're right, it takes time. And so, so I think I think it's it's us not believing the lies of the enemy that we're never going to move forward, and accepting the value of where we are, and being able to actually say, "I'm going to cast." So I guess this is where we're at today. So you know, if you're out there and you're man, man, I have failed over and over. I'm not the dad I should be. I'm not the husband I should be. Um, what would you say to them? What, what what would you share with
2: them? Well, man, I think you know. Listen, you you hear me on this thing. I'm not. If you're looking for perfection, I'm not that guy. There are many days uh, my phone blows, my email goes, cause people did the, the the demand. Yeah, and I'm still. Uh, my mom told me she loved me 11 years ago, so there's still in me. Uh, that's a high, You're yeah. on the road, and people are patting you on your back. My wife don't want my autograph. Uh, she doesn't. She she doesn't. She doesn't care about basketball, and my identity was in that because that's where I. Was looking for love, and so you may be a man today, and you're listening. You may feel unappreciated and unloved, and maybe you've been beating yourself up with guilt for pornography, or may feel like you're not making enough money, or you're not doing enough. I want to tell you, man, you are doing an awesome job, and God is so proud of you. When He looks at you, He has more teeth than a dentist. You may not believe that, but He loves you like a fat kid loves cake. He thinks the world of you, and I want to tell you,
0: fat kids love cake.
2: You know what I'm saying? I love it too. Some German chocolate, but, you know, you just need to know, I man, you're an awesome dad, you're an awesome father, you're a great lover. Uh, stop beating yourself up and know that, you know, you are, out of the million of men and billions of men in the world, you are the perfect one for the wife that God gave you, and you're doing, you're doing a hell of a job, and when you look in the mirror like Michael Jackson, who was a poor black boy, grew up to be a rich white lady, you need to know, you are Amazing. You're
1: not alone.
0: <laughs> I am here with you. Uh,
1: we should put a disclaimer at the front of this one, I think, just to make sure.
0: That's exactly it. Like in 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 a world that's beating you up, and in a world that has horrible examples for you, don't forget, this is how God sees you. He loves you. Like at the end of the day, He's stupid, crazy in love with you. And he thinks the world of you, and he's not done with you yet. He's not in love with you and says, oh, great, I've, I've perfection. He's saying, you're a masterpiece, but I'm still working on you. I'm still pruning you. Yeah. I, still have, I still have dreams for you. I still have dreams for your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids. So just I, th- I love the way that you capped that off and said, through all this, if you're feeling guilt, you're feeling shame, right now realize, hear this. You are fearfully, wonderfully made, and I love you. That's not from me. That's from the. That's from the creator of the universe, the Grand Canyon, the guy who put together Mount Everest. Looks at you and he says, "I love you."
2: You know, I, I was with Bill. We, we had Bill. I had been doing some schools with Bill, and and, and then I found out that Bill sang. So Bill had you know did some worship. And he was amazing. The kids loved it, and I mean it, it was just great. Like it was awesome. And we left to go to uh to go eat. And and you know I'm thinking you know I'm like Bill like you're amazing like your song like your voice was so smooth and you know like you know and he immediately started talking about like his day with his son and and for me like if I was a woman I would have wanted to marry him in that moment because for Bill it wasn't about being on stage that that was crap what was more important to Bill. And, I, and that's why I loved seeing him every time I'd come to Minton. I loved to see him because what was more important to Bill was how his wife was feeling. If he, if he failed, that he didn't listen enough, or he was so caught up in church that he wanted to make that right, or he wanted to see his children. That, that, that I was, I'm not impressed by a guy who, how many touchdowns you get or how much money you make. Who gives a rat's crap? Bill is is a real man, and if you're a man and you want to learn how to do it right, not that he's perfect, not that these two guys are perfect, but if you want to get around some men that are trying to do it right, man, jump on that train, man, and and, and known legacy so that you can leave a legacy that's known in your family, that your great-grandkids will say, our lives was forever changed. Our marriages are stronger today because we started listening to a known legacy. We listened to it all the time, and it helped change me from the inside out. And so, guys, just if you're listening, you are a great father, man. You are a And God is so freaking proud of you, man. And it's not because how much money you make or what kind of car you drive. You are an awesome father. You're an awesome husband. And you're an awesome son. And just know that. It's not because of what you did. You came into the world with that one alfalfa alpha, hair and that drunk neck. It's not, And it was you were awesome then. You didn't do a thing. You're awesome. And just believe that, receive that, and walk in that. Put your head up. Stop beating yourself down. Your your sons love you. You're like Iron Man. Your daughters want to marry a man like you, and your wife looks at you like you're the mayor of Lustville. And you are. I'm going to make my wife listen to the
1: last couple minutes of that so I can feel better about myself. They're calling me mayor. Exactly. You know, and I and I love you say it because I feel like the identity that the Father wants to cast on us is that, that we're Psalm 139, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, that we're more than conquerors in Romans 8, in, in, in Ephesians 2.10, that, that we're a masterpiece, you know, that, that we, I mean, there's so many verses you find, you know, Zephaniah 3.17 says that God sings over us, so I'm going, either it's all true, again, guys, either it's all true, or it's all not, and and none of this matters, But we believe, I think these four guys are on this table, believe that we have the only hope in the world because of Jesus, and he's changed us, and he wants to change you. So now it comes down to accepting the value in which Melvin just shared of what God sees in us and who we are. We just have to accept that value and begin to walk in that, trusting that Jesus is going to continue to change us and make us who we're supposed to be. We love you guys.
0: We
2: love you too, guys. You're awesome. You have a great day.
0: All right, see you next time. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Thanks for listening to By Dad's For Dad's on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info@knownlegacy.org.